Yo, 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 you tuning in to the Notion Podcast. I'm your host, Dizzy D. Spill, here with my co-host in the building. Jelani Evans. How you doing, brother? I'm maintaining, you know what I'm saying? I'm um, actually, you know, nah, I'm doing good. You know there you go. I'm doing good, you know. I feel like maintaining is like... You can level, still be perspective. Like, level. You can but still I be perspective, like, yeah. I feel like things are getting better, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, the, things yeah. are improving, you know what I'm saying, from, from energy to... Uh, Perspective to outlook, you know what I'm saying? Just everything all around is getting better. So I'm doing good. I, you know, definitely That's feel good, like that. Man. How I'm you e- feeling? I'm I'm doing good, bro. I'm excited to get back into the boss talk. This is the first one of the season 2024. So, you know, um, we do have uh, a selective group in our um subscribers and followers that really enjoy these conversations. I know we do, that's why we have them. So yeah, um, Definitely excited about that, man. But we got a lot of conversations to cover. You know, we got to get into the Snoop and Master P situation with um, Sue and Walmart. These are two huge household names. Um, And like I was explaining um, to you talking about it, is this like these aren't just like small business owners. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, so it's. Is Snoop and Master P, and they're suing Post Foods and Walmart. And Walmart, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for the correction. So it's when you look at it like that, it's it's like yeah, um, while yeah, Master P and Snoop are both um, superstars or celebrities, I should say. I mm-hmm. feel like Snoop would be more on the superstar side just because of a. Uh, the age demographic he has touched, he has reached, you know what I'm saying? Like we was discussing at one point, like he is a kind of like a global household name. Like everybody's familiar with Snoop. Right. Everybody knows who Snoop is. And I mean, everybody is also familiar with, with Walmart. And, uh, I mean, if you ever had cereal, you you know who post foods is. Like, you know, like like, like, there's no way getting around that. They do other things, but it seems like, uh, they really posted up in the suit and in cereal market. Yeah. They definitely are dominating (laughs) in that aspect. So, um, it's interesting when you get into the specifics of it and what happened is, I mean, for those who don't know, Master P does have like a, I don't know if you call it a food brand, a line, he yeah. produces food, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So I guess he has a brand, I guess you could say. Uh, him and Snoop Dogg collaborated on a cereal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure of the name. Let's see if I can Snoop cereal. I'm trying to figure out the name for it. Do you remember the name, bro? I don't remember the name, but I feel like you had Snoop, Snoop in it. Yeah, like Snoop Snoops Loops or something yeah. like that, man. I mean, um, let me, yeah, that's let me not saying. be lazy and yeah, see if I can look like, it up real quick. I'm pretty no, sure it's just it's, called Snoop Cereal. Okay. It's called Snoop Cereal. Fruity Hoops so was, with Marshmallows. Okay. Snoop Cereal. So, uh, when they went to Post, because that we just discussed, they are the dominant force in cereal. They were looking for, uh, I guess you could say, a distribution deal mm-hmm. and placement in stores because like they have a, a stronghold on that. And Post tried to outright buy the cereal. No. Yeah, and that's exactly what Snoop and Master P were saying because it's like, you know, part of the reason that we have put this cereal together is to not only... They're really trying to have a monopoly over the cereal, man. Right, and that's and they're like, nah, we're trying to put this in place so that they can see that you can do things and then we could be able to pass this on. If we sell it to you in full, we lose ownership. This is something that if it does well, we're not even in a position to pass it down and keep it in the family type thing, right. you know, and, and help provide jobs and opportunities for our you, people. You trying to prevent us from doing what you do with your culture and your, you know what I'm saying, and your legacy. 
but but you know this nothing new under the sun as far as in why it's just crazy that you know we've had a lot of conversations here where we talk about like gatekeeping and and click you know people clicked up and stuff but there really is levels to it right bro so all right and uh brodus foods is the the business over the cereal mm-hmm. and as people know snoop's last name is brodus, brodus right so brodus foods they signed a contract with post to take over all aspects of production for snoop cereal including manufacturing packaging retail sales retails sales distribution and transportation uh-huh. so this is this is the agreement that they entered into mm-hmm. um they will split profits for the cereal as well okay. of course which makes sense so basically what happened is they were not they weren't putting it on the shelves bro yeah it's almost like they were instructing Walmart and other businesses to not put it out in so many words yep you and know then telling customers that it's sold out when yeah, there the inventory is <laughs> and then it was like you like I remember Snoop talking about it. he was like that some people came in and at first initially when it was on shelves it sold well Mm. It sold well and then out of nowhere now it makes sense why they got a, pulled there was a shift where it was like they kept it in the back and somebody came in looking for it and it's like oh we don't have it we're sold out we don't have any and then you know same person who inquired came back and was like yeah I'm a part of Brothers Foods I need to see how much stock you have with such and such and they took them to the back and there was boxes of it here like not like 12 boxes like pallets boxes of <laughs> yeah and, the, and it was marked no location so you know how things go because you deal in stock and moving things mm-hmm. around and whatnot. Everything has a specific location, a specific number. And what that means is it's put here, it's put on this shelf and this aisle with these and like this because they are like products, like yeah. items. So with it not having a location, that means that there was nowhere to put it. And this was intentional in an attempt to um, limit and ultimately affect and knock the cereal off the market. You know what I'm curious if they did because we live in the digital age? Hmm. How, you know, we do Instacart and DoorDash, what it showed on the apps. I'm wondering if they did their homework there and they said, you know what, let me try to order some of my product from these locations online and see what it says. Because, you know, when things are, when there's when they're not in location, that means from from my line of work of working in the food industry and having all those different experiences with, uh, you know, shipping and receiving and, and stock and inventory, right? If it's not in location, then that means that there's a possibility that you can't even put an order out for it because there's a there's a process from the salesperson, uh, CSR, if you want to say, they have to go in, say, uh, um, Jelani, Jelani's Groceries wants some of the cereal. So Jelani's Groceries puts in an order at Brodus Foods, right? So that my sales rep has to come in and say, all right, let me look in the system, look at our inventory, and then we can let Jelani's, uh, Jelani's Groceries know how many we have available. Then we allocate it for an order. Then our warehouse does what? They pull the order, prepare it for shipping and everything like that. So if there's no location for it, then that means it's a possibility in their in walmart system and all these store systems that it's not even showing you know what i mean so look it just is cited in a lawsuit 200 boxes of snoop cereal had been at a walmart for months and were never placed in the cereal aisle it consistently showed that they, they walmart stores consistently showed that they did not have snoop cereal in stock and online it showed that it could not be purchased 
like mm, you just said. Yep. So basically, you couldn't buy it in store, you couldn't buy it online, but only to actually show up to a store physically, going to the stock room and seeing that they had boxes of the cereal just yep. sitting there, labeled no location. Uh, some of the claims in a lawsuit include be- breach of contract, breach of fiduciary duty, negligent misrepresentation, fraud, collusion, and conspiracy. Yep. And like I said, like. It sounds like it's going to be a settlement check coming. Knowing who Snoop is, knowing the reach that he has, and then also having somebody back him like Master P who has um, a foot, his foot in the door as far as like food goes. Because mm-hmm. I mean, isn't, uh, what is it? I forgot what the chips are called. You know the chips that have the rappers' names and the flavors and what? Rap snacks. Rap yeah, snacks. yeah, that's, that, that, that's, that's Master, Master P, P, right? P. Okay, so he has some experience and he has had some wins. In that area, so being back, the chips are actually good. You, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> the chips so, are actually good. So him backing him is like there was a solid chance of the cereal actually doing well and reaching certain heights. Mm-hmm. And with it not being under post, they seen it as a threat. So in, in or in order to like you know what I'm saying, knock them off, kill them, like you know what I'm saying, like that's what they did. They were in collusion Monopoly, with Walmart. Man. To, to not put it on shelves and in the aisles and keep it from doing numbers. So ultimately it would fail. And then if it failed, they could either look to buy it out at that uh-huh. point. Cause since it's failed, you might as well go ahead or, or actually put them in a position to where nobody else would want to be in dealings with them because like you don't have the numbers monopoly. This is a <clears throat> for, for you guys that don't understand. Um, we all grew, well, most of us, Grew up playing the game Monopoly. And what a Monopoly is, is when an entity basically controls a certain market that they're in to where nobody else can thrive or even compete. And when you I watched a documentary um, called The Men That Build This This Country. And it, it covered uh, Cornelius Vanderbilt. It covered Andrew Carnegie. It covered J.D. Rockefeller. I bet it did. All of them. Right. Um. J.P. Morgan was the biggest. I didn't know that. J.P. Morgan was the biggest. Out of all of them was the biggest. Is um, <laughs> they? Sh- I think they like shut down like the the market or something like that when he died or something. It was crazy. Yeah. Was and what happened to some of these great men? I say with air quotes is that a lot of them went through even the uh, automotive industry. Uh, the reason why Ford was a Henry huge Ford? yeah, why Ford was a big deal was because he was pretty much being he was one of the first people to experience the gatekeeping where they had like control the board had control over the automotive industry to where he couldn't mass produce his car and he had great vehicles that were blowing these other cars through the through the water you know what i'm saying 100 i want to do something before you go any further so we're going to give them the specific or definition oh yeah yeah yeah. go for that yeah yeah the exclusive possession or control of the supply of or trade in a commodity or service. Mm-hmm. Exclusive possession yep. or control. That means you can't you can get any hoodies, any outright. sweats, any shoes through Exclusive. nobody but kicks and sneakers. Not, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Anybody who wants to produce anything or make it happen, they got to go through me. And in our culture, we call that gatekeeping. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Definition for gatekeeping. <laughs> the activity of controlling and usually limiting general access to something. Yep. 
So now I have monopolized it to where I have exclusive control and I'm gatekeeping by not letting anybody else have any access to it. Yep. And I'm locking the gate. Straight up. It's all throwing away the key. Yeah. I don't need it. So what I was explaining about these men that built this country is where they ran into issues like with J.D. Rockefeller, because, you know, they, the Rockefeller family, even, you know, Jay-Z used The Rock, you know, inspired by him. He had a monopoly over the oil, bro. Yeah. So he kept dodging court and stuff like that. Because, was he dodging or paying off? No, he was dodging. Oh, okay. He was dodging. And so what he ended up having to do is he had to sell, like, basically, he had to break everything up. So that's when you see stuff like BP and all of these different oil industries. And he just turned right around and just bought majority stake and all of that stuff anyway. But he had to break it up because he had a monopoly over everything. And a lot of these billionaire families that we see generation after generation after generation have a monopoly over everything. And this is what a lot of um, up and coming entrepreneurs um, are running into uh, that's what Zuckerberg has went through with social media that's what people try to come at Jeff Bezos about because I don't know if you watch I watched a documentary on Amazon and how wild it is how he was shutting things down from a book perspective it started remember Amazon was a book company where you can you know and so what he would do is if you're not if basically state property get down yeah, or lay down get down or lay down so it's like oh you don't want to rock with us if you're not All rocking right. with us we're knocking you off yeah we're knocking you off your books aren't going to be able to get anywhere now they were able to successfully do this stuff on a legal scale but this is why and it's so crazy because there's supposed to be laws in yeah. a place for you to not be able to have a monopoly but yet and still these bigger corporations they find a to, loophole they find a smart uh, lawyer they have it's all teams about, of lawyers it's all about loopholes there's so many loopholes because mm-hmm. of the way things are worded right mm-hmm. because of the way things are worded and if you operate in a certain way that is uh, contrary to the way things are worded then you know what I'm saying it's a loophole like, because you can't do X, Y, and Z what's well, aha I didn't do X, Y, and Z right. I actually did A, B, and C mm-hmm. so I don't even like those letters. Yeah, they were at the end. I'm trying to be at the beginning. So I did A, B, and C. And so with that, I caught a W. <laughs> right. So what you think, man? Do you think... I mean, it, it definitely looks like Snoop and Master P have a solid case. Oh, 100%. Do you, do you see Walt, You see these companies trying to settle? Oh, yeah, 100%. Because the thing about it is... With a lot of stuff, you look to settle so that it doesn't go to court because once it goes to court, then they look at things the way you operate in a whole lot through a magnifying glass, right? Mm-hmm. And then more things will come into the light. Mm-hmm. More things can be revealed. So the best way to um, quiet a situation and to move past it is to settle things and get it out of the way. Like, okay, you brought a whole lawsuit. And then when you think about who it is and the giant that they are, they'll be able to reach a settlement, pay it off, and go on about their business. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the, the messed up part about it is now they will have to like Snoop and Max P will have to find another way to go about distribution if they're looking to continue I'm so on. I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like that's the main issue that we have in business in this country alone. We don't have enough companies that are just straight distribution. Like, hey, you come here. It's made here. This is the this is the agreement and the deal will cut you. So you're able to make a profit and we're able to get our money. Everything is overseas. Well, you know, true. But we also had a conversation about this, and it's about looking to get a seat at the table instead of building your own. Yeah. And so I feel like Snoop and Master P are two individuals who are in position to be like, you know what? You know what I'm saying? You got this, P. I got Brodus Foods over here. Why don't we come together and invest in a way to go about building our own distribution um, setup? Which is from that, which is Master P's like, 
that's like his whole background and then, on top, and then the whole thing about it once you do that right mm-hmm. not only do you have your own you are able to put other people on from the same culture of the same hue who are looking to do the same thing because now you have an understanding of the hurdles that are that hurdles everybody's and gonna the come issues to you too. that are in place and that will only allow your business to grow Yep. Right. And allow you to be able to move and allow others to grow because ultimately this is what you want to do, right? You want to put people in position of the same hue and help our culture to get a foothold exactly. in certain places. So if you were to, you know what I'm saying, establish a distribution, production, mm-hmm. company, business, building, and allow it to expand from there, then there's so many more um opportunities you will have, right. you will create, right. and also a lot more resources you will create for you're others. Creating them, like for people like you, me and you that have like a heavy experience in the warehouse background, the manufacturing background and shipping and all of these things, a lot of people that look like us would want to go there to work there. Yeah. And it would be a lot easier because I, I hear a lot of entrepreneurs. I hear a lot of, of of black celebrities say, man, it is hard. It is difficult. I mean, that's why and, and it is because that's why most uh, large companies will just have, you know, they'll buy another acquisition. They'll buy another company because everything is already foundation is already laid. You don't have to start break by break. But in this day and age, because of how difficult it is, it really is better to build your own table. But it's only difficult because like we were just just discussing the gatekeeping. See, the yeah. thing about it is like in order to get in, you got to fit in. And in mm-hmm. order for you to fit in, you have to look like them. Mm-hmm. If you don't look like them, they see you as a threat mm-hmm. in a couple of different ways. Yep. Either outgrowing mm-hmm. or driving down the value. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Either way, it's, it's not going to work for them. No, nah, it's not. Because they're looking to keep a foothold on things so that they can maintain the monopoly that they've created. Yep. This is why gatekeeping is in place. Mm-hmm. So why even bother going that route? Why not just establish your own? And I know it's not easier just saying that and then going to do it because you have to make certain things happen. You got to start somewhere. But I feel somewhere. like 100%. Also, once you are in a certain position, you have more resources. Yeah, for sure. Right? You're in a better position to open more doors for yourself. For sure. And then others. So, you know, that's what that, that that's how I would be looking at it, you know what I'm saying? But hey, I mean, whatever. Like I said, Master P, he's his foundation is based off of doing it yourself. I mean, when he had that conversation, he said he had that conversation with C Murder when they were um, shopping around to different labels, and he said it was going to offer him a million. His brother told him to take it, and he was like, "Man, if they're willing to offer me a mill, how much am I really worth?" And I think we got to ask ourselves that question a whole lot more. Even even when we've talked about conversations like the whole trying to buy BET back, you know what I mean? And there was even issues there. You know, we'll, we'll say that for a later conversation with what was going on to them with ad space and stuff like that. But, um, you know, just keeping a ball rolling, the more time goes on, the more you're seeing people speak out that are financially more successful than people like you and me, right? Definitely more financially secure. Yeah, for sure. And so like, even when Monique was on Club Shay Shay, and I know that was a wild interview. There was a lot of mess going on, but there was some facts that she was kicking when she was talking about like how it is in the acting industry and um, in entertainment industry when as far as in what you're offered, how you're treated and things of that nature. Well, you know who really shined a light on that in the first place? Who? Taraji. Okay, this is what's interesting. So when she did that interview on Club Shay Shay, her and Taraji talked about it like she she claimed allegedly they talked to have this conversation 15 years ago and she said Taraji had a different 
outlook like you know we just got to push we just got to grind and this that and the other well, and, and if that was the case i could understand her having that outlook because you say 15 years ago she was younger just really getting into the game getting into the game looking not, to really start know how much she was going to be worth later on and she was still in she was in the midst of grinding mm-hmm see what I'm saying? So to be new in the game and have um, an optimistic outlook mm-hmm. on where things can go and feeling like if I got my foot in the door, if I just continue to do the work, I will be in a better position. Like, Yeah, you're, you just made the basketball team. That's how you look at it. Like, man, I, I finally made the team. And then after... 20 games and you're not playing like that and I wouldn't even say 20 games I say two years of sitting on the bench yeah you like wait a minute what you what you got me on the team for you know what I'm saying and but the interesting thing about what Monique was talking about is now there's a flip side to it we talked about post foods and we talked about Walmart two giants in the um, consumer business right as far as in food and as far as in retail now we're talking about our own that have built their own gate that can let people that remember you said that look like you into that gate Mm -hmm. and now they're having those issues you see what i'm saying and so then it's like we just talked about building our own table right Right. so it's like what now i gotta build a side table i gotta build a sidebar table for myself instead of going to the people that look like that look like me because the the folks that are in the industry that look like us, that are billionaires, that are in entertainment and in, in film and things of that nature. Um, it's not a lot of us. No. Nope. And, and I feel like the ones who are is something people are not really talking about, right? Um, make sure this is close. Those individuals had to play the game. Yeah, they did. In order to play the they game, did. if you play the game, that means you have to fit in, right? You have to operate a certain way. You have to execute certain things. Mm -hmm. And then in the midst of that, while you're aligning yourself with these people who nine times out of 10, because of the monopolies in place, don't look like you. Mm -hmm. In order for you to get in, you have to play the game and you have to operate a certain way. And that means that you're aligning yourself with them. A lot of times, once you align yourself with them, it's hard for you to let other people in because then that compromises a lot of things that you have going on, the things that you tied to and the things that you built, right? Because it's like, all right, we let a couple in, but all of y'all can't come. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so it creates this situation where it's like you either turn your back on what got you here or you turn your back on your people. Oof. Right? Because yeah. I mean, like, like, let's like look at some of the individuals who are in position when you start talking about that B word, billionaire, mm-hmm. that of R. Hugh. They have either established their own mm-hmm. and stand alone, or they're almost tethered to those people, those places, and those businesses that put them in position. Like, yeah, there's Jordan Brand, mm-hmm. but without Nike, Jordan Brand didn't do well. So Jordan Brand went back to Nike. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's Oprah. And she has her own TV television. But I mean, when's the last time you watched the, something on the Oprah channel? Oh, uh, no, nah, that's no. Nah. But the thing about it is, like, it's not as popular as it should be because she looked to separate herself, right? Yeah. And that didn't really fare well. Uh, you're Another not, example. You don't, you don't have support from the machine. 
Another it's example. Very difficult. Look at look at what Tyler Perry is doing now. Look at how he started off. He went from Broadway shows mm-hmm. to movies, and the movies were doing well. Mm-hmm. Then he looked to build his own. Um, like whole movie studio, everything, create his own biggest shows the, and everything. Is it right? the biggest? In, that's all most the biggest in the country, but it is bigger than Warner Brothers. In size, yeah, size, in size, <laughs> in size, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. In size, it is yes. But I mean, like on the same breath, it's like you tried to separate yourself, and now you can't really see his shows unless they're on BET, and then he wasn't even allowed to buy BET. Mm. Right? Yeah, that's true. So it just, it's just like. If you align yourself with these individuals and you stop dealing with them to build your own, that's fine. But mm-hmm. it's almost like you're leaving the club. Yeah. And if you leave the club, you can't expect to have the same access that you did while you were in the club. You're no longer in the club. Okay. There's there's two things here um, that I think a lot of the average people need to understand, mainly black folk. We need to understand when we talk about the billionaires, which is only a handful of them. Right. I want you guys to do your research on all the billionaires. Like, there's Tiger Woods, there's LeBron James, Michael Jordan. They're the most mostly in entertainment. Um, and then you, Oprah Winfrey, all of them. Right, Tyler Perry. You'll notice. You'll notice that there's a one point two, two point two, and then when you go to other people, it's fifty billion, a hundred billion, a you know three hundred billion. Right. It's it's big money big money now this is the crazy part you see that gap you see that 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 stretch between the billionaires that we know of in our community and the ones that got the real billions now we also got to pay attention to this that's their worth that doesn't mean that they have a billion dollars in the bank. That's Mm-mm. including assets and maybe if they, you know, just it's including assets, period. Give you an example of what he means by that. Kanye West was a billionaire until he had that fallout and then he lost all his deals. He lost all his endorsements. He lost all his business dealings and he was no longer a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Dropped into the millions. Bro, the next day they said, yeah, we've done our assessment. And yeah, you're back on the millions, which is still doing pretty well. A hundred percent. But he was he was a billion. He was worth a billion on paper because of the business dealings, because of things that he had in place, because of things that were ongoing and coming soon. And then after the issues, there was no more ongoing. There was nothing coming soon. Things got canceled. People pulled deals. And all of a sudden you went from, you know, one point six to like, you know, five hundred mil. Right. And so the point that I make. The point that I make with bringing that up is sometimes I understand both sides. Sometimes I understand the side of the Moniques and the Tarajis that are like, yo, I'm out here getting um, I'm out here getting played. And then I don't have a whole lot of options or a whole lot of support from my own that are in position. What's going on? This isn't cool. I feel like quitting, whatever the case is. And then I also understand the positions of the Oprah's and Tyler Perry's and and people that are in the higher positions, not so much of empathy, but an understanding of like, Hey, I know what Google told y'all, but what you got to understand, this is what I really have, which they're not going to disclose that, right? This is what I really have to work with. This is the staff that I have to pay and, and everything else. And, and I think that the reason why this is important is because we have com- there's always articles or pages online, right? That that'll say, um, for example, Amazon made one point three trillion dollars and didn't pay one nickel of taxes. But what they don't 
tell you is that Amazon could have 5,000 employees. And out of those 5,000, I don't know, 2,500 are full time, which they have to pay benefits for all of them. And they're paying for overtime and they're paying for vehicles. They're paying for fuel. They're paying for packaging. So building insurance, insurance, worker insurance, renting, renting buildings or owning buildings. They own airlines. They have airspace at airports. When you, they have a sort line. So when you look at all of the expenses, those are write-offs to where, why would I give up more money when I'm providing? And the other thing, too, is the government likes when you can do their job for them, like provide jobs and income and manufacturing and all that stuff. They will reward companies that are providing those things. That's why if you're a big business or in real estate, you're providing homes for people, you're providing businesses and jobs, they're going to reward that. With the tax break. Now, with all that being said, you shouldn't be throwing shade. True. Right? Because in the midst of it, it was like, all right, Tyler Perry didn't help. But then on the backside, he put he threw that on your name. He threw shade. He put you in a position. That we were talking about Monique. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. She wasn't able to secure a lot of deals because there was a stigma and a stereotype and a rumor that she was difficult to work with and she didn't do this and she wasn't willing to do that when a lot of that wasn't true. And so it's like, all right, if you're not going to help me, fine, but don't throw shade or put or put dirt on my name so that I can't benefit outside of not dealing with you because you won't even deal with me. And that's another part of gatekeeping that isn't brought up enough. Somebody just saying something about your reputation that's not true and it affects everything. It affects your finances. It affects your business deals. Um, but I do think, I do think in the same breath, when, when somebody is trying to make that um that rumor about you and it continues to be perpetuated and it starts to snowball, that's when you really got to cross T's and dot I's with how you carry yourself. Because any little thing you do at that point is going to validate what people are already trying to make of you that's not true. 100%. And I feel like, you know, um, in that aspect, she was a little messy with how she went about things. Nah, bro, she was really messy. All right, I'll, I'll be trying to... Nah, it, no, because we got it. We got... Just like we got to point out Tyler Perry's behavior for actually, you know, her and... Him and Oprah. It was My bad, it was Tyler Perry and Oprah that put that on her name, which is not cool. Somebody that looks like you, but you shouldn't do that to anybody. 100%. But the thing that made it worse is how you how you went on about these things and being messy, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, with the interview when you're stand-up and all these other things, because you're not helping the rumors. You're not. At that point... There feels like there might have been some truth to it. So should they have said that? No. no. But how you're executing things does raise an eyebrow. Yep. And so, you know, like you said, how you carry yourself, how you go about things, how you operate. And it's crazy because like, all right, so if it wasn't true and what's what's so wild is when things aren't true, people are more inclined to believe the negative than the positive. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether it's true or not, but Somebody say something negative, they're like, I knew it, I believe it. Somebody say something positive, you're like, mm, maybe. That's what I was, it was one Possibly. of the things that uh, Shannon Sharp said his grandmother taught him I thought was dope. And she said, his, he said that his grandmother told him, um, never chase a lie. Nah. And I thought that that was, that's that down south grandma right there. But I, I respect that because when you look at certain people that are still able to move, regardless what anybody says, like, I'll give you an example. And it might be funny to y'all, but it's a real example. We all seen Jay-Z get tagged in an elevator. 
Okay. And they didn't even react. I'm talking about Jay-Z, Solange, Beyonce didn't even react to what was written, speculation, all of that stuff. They just moved about their lives. Now, I'm pretty sure in private it was dealt with. There was a whole lot of stuff that we won't know until maybe 20, 30 years from now. But they did not react to the bait. Well, you know, the whole thing is this, right? You do not, whatever happened was a private matter mm-hmm. and a portion of it was seen through the public eye. Yes. You don't disclose whatever the private matter was. You right. disregard the rumors mm-hmm. and you keep things in house. Mm-hmm. You really don't address the negative or give it more energy or more life. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of times, um, no response is the best response. The best response, yeah. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You don't want to give attention to something, especially something that's negative. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's real. You know what I'm saying? When people vibrate low, you continue to vibrate high. You don't drop down mm-hmm. to that level to address things. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I think uh, one of the things that Monique could have continued to do was everybody kind of gave her a hard time about the Netflix situation, right? And she ended up being right. They ended up compensating her and she did get what she wanted. Um, most people, most people disagreed as far as in if she delivered, you know what I'm saying? As far as her specialist concerned, but she was right as far as in the business dealings. That's how you get it done. You see what I'm saying? You get it done on a culture level with us, even though there is gatekeeping, there's a lot of hurdles that we got to hop over. We still have to conduct business in a business situation. So if you know that somebody is, and I say this with air quotes, trying to blackball you in whatever industry you're in, that's when you start doing your homework and your journalism and you start getting this information together. And then now it's time to go to court. Now it's time to start suing for defamation. Now you're suing for damages and things of that nature. When you, when, when, when we get online, and we speak online and when we say things, it can be effective to a certain degree, but a certain crowd. But everybody else in business, they're sending cease and desist letters and they're not playing with you. You know what I'm saying? They won't even they're not going to do an interview. They're not going to call. Um, well, it used to be Larry King. You know, they're not going to get on Larry King and get on all these different platforms and drag you. It's like, all right, I'm just going to hit you. I'm going to put the silencer on real quick and I'm going to hit you like that. We're going to go to court. But that's the thing about it. There's a way to handle and go about things that a lot of times works out better than the channels um, we choose to utilize. Mm -hmm. There's a there's a Mm -hmm. much more efficient, cleaner way to go about things. Being, Heavy on the cleaner. Being messy can convolute things, especially mm-hmm. um, the underlying issue. Yep. And so you have to understand how to execute and move a certain way that allows you to um, retain your dignity. Yeah. Right? Maintain the respect level. Mm-hmm. Help you to control your energy and keep your peace when you start getting messy things start going down a negative route you know what I'm saying like I said you start vibrating lower and 
that's not where you want to be. That's you not want people you want. outsmarting you too. If, some, if people know that you're easily triggered and you're going to be reactive, that oh, you know what? I'm a. This is what we're going to do. We're going to say this about such and such, and they're going to act out against it, even though it's not true. And they're going to prove our point. They're going to prove our rumor because that's what they mean by if you don't control your emotions, some other people will always be able to control you. Yeah, through your emotions, hundred percent. You see what I'm saying? So, um, that's one of the big things when we talk about like. Yeah, there's gatekeeping. Yeah, but you still got to try your best to keep your composure and conduct business. Mm. Speaking of gatekeeping and you mentioned Jay-Z and those things, how do you feel about what he said at the Grammys? I feel like he was 100% right. It's just unfortunate that when Kanye did it, he got dragged. Kanye did it the wrong way. It's all about execution. Remember, there's certain ways to go about things to mm-hmm. maintain your dignity and move smooth. He didn't move smooth. If he would have did it... Jay-Z was talking shit, though. <laughs> oh, he was. But, but, but he also had the mic. Yeah. That the is true. Yes, yes. The attention that was changes. Yeah, that does change everything. He, he It was his turn to talk, saying? and that's what he decided to say on his turn. And you're so right. You're right. He did it the right way. Yeah. Nobody's saying what Kanye West said was wrong. It was all in the execution. Okay. Like I said, there's a way to do things. Right. He didn't do them the right way. Yeah. Jay-Z did. Yeah, he did. So when he calls out the Grammys and talking about how, you know, this young lady has won all the awards except album of the year, how do you do that? How do you win video, single, choreography? Like you how you win everything that says I had the best and then you don't get You win everything that would classify us as a tap dancer Negro, except for it's because album of the year in that category or any category says you were pretty much the most influential in music of that moment and i'm gonna be honest i'm not a fan of beyonce i don't i'm not they no buzzing ain't no beehive over here but i will say gotta acknowledge the oh bro yeah like, like like renaissance um what even it was everywhere everybody every female was wearing shimmering stuff to go like it was it was it was such a movement. She's the most influential artist right now. And the reason why I believe that, because I don't listen to Beyonce like that, but the the influence in getting people to pay mortgage prices for your tickets, getting them to, the club can't even get people to follow dress code, okay? The club can't, and you know what I'm saying? And then on top of that, she just does not have this, this controversial reputation like a lot of artists end up having in either the beginning, the middle, or the twilight of their career. She pretty any, much... And, it's, and you want to know why, though? <laughs> any rumors or any BS, she doesn't... She disregards it. She yeah, handles things a certain way. Exactly. Most times, she doesn't respond to it. Whatever you think... She lets the team she hired deal with it. She don't even have to because the beehive is going to defend her. Another another crazy. thing. Yeah, the, that that's the influence. Yes, that is that's that's, that's yeah. the influence for it's, sure. It's, and so it's just like yeah, I don't. Un- he was right in how you know. And she showed class because when Kanye did do what he did to Taylor Swift when she won her, because I think that was like her first Grammy or whatever the case it was. What did she do? Bring out Taylor Swift during her moment and give her the mic. Burnt during her moment. Classy. So she's shown a lot of class too. A lot of class. So, yeah, I mean, I think what Jay-Z did was solid, but I'm going to call Jay-Z to the to the front. You have enough power, influence, and capital to either invest into other awards, other awards, um, 
traditions that they have annually and persuade your peers that are on your level to attend and contribute to those awards. The Grammys isn't great without the people involved in it, the people that show up to it, the the uh, anonymous voters right the crazy thing is like the television spots so this is and this is what's so like i feel like wasn't the grammys for us and american music awards was for them i mean I, do, do, do we have to pull up like okay so yeah yeah pull that up and then i'll tell you why i'm hesitant on saying yes or no so yeah go ahead and pull that up because i already know you got the documentation he's always got the documentation <laughs> Always got the document. I appreciate having the documentation. Sometimes I don't always have it. But yeah, pull that up, brother. I'm definitely looking for it because I mean, like, if I'm not mistaken, that was that was for because uh, American Music Awards. That just it just. I uh, mean, yeah. You I'm, see what but, I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I know that there's the biggest ones. If we're talking about music, is Grammys, American Music Awards, and then even the, the Country Music Awards is pretty huge too. You know what I'm saying? And um, but okay, while you're doing that, this is what I'll say. Um, the reason why it's, it's hard to say yes or no is because when you go all the way back to when hip hop was on the scene, right? And Will and Jazzy Jeff won the first, you know, uh, Grammy for for hip hop, and they protest because they didn't even want to televise it. Right. But yet Will and Jazzy Jeff were clean enough to win the award, but not good enough to at least accept their award televised, which created that whole. And that I whole think protest. that I think I feel like that pertained more to hip hop. But that's that's our that's literally ours. That's literally oh, yeah. comes I, from the black you get no argument for black me. culture. And I think that even back then. Right. That's why it was hard. That's why it's hard to be like, well, yes, because it's like if that was ours, right? Mm-hmm. But then hip hop is getting treated that way. You know what I'm saying? How much do we really feel like it's ours? You know what I'm saying? Like, how yeah. much do we really feel that way? Yeah, and, and I'm not so, really finding any information that. Back but you know, I think you could also be. Um, I think it also could be a, a mixed blend between that and the Oscars too. Well, I just, I don't know, because I feel like I remember the Grammys not being so whitewashed. I don't even know what yeah, to it, 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 Yeah, it was more cultural. You see what it I'm was saying? More, yeah, you're right. It was more and, cultural. And so that's why yeah, I'm like, I feel yeah. like it was more for us. Yeah, it was more cultural. and But, but the thing is, is what our responsibilities are when we get into a position is to try to create different avenues like the BET awards could have been that but the problem with the BET awards is we we still got to conduct ourselves respectfully you know what I'm saying the BET 100%. awards is kind of like remember what Arden Mall used to be versus what it is now <laughs> you know but the BET awards was it wasn't taken serious enough Right. And so I just think that when Jay-Z calling that out and him having all of those excellent points, Jay-Z, you are in position like a lot of people to say, you know what, we're going to either start contributing to the Image Awards, which I think is ran by is it Byron Allen. I think he he, he runs that um, another billionaire or we're going to create the such and such awards and we're going to have our own um, anonymous voters and we're going to make sure that we encourage the biggest names to be in the house everybody from Jay-Z to Denzel 
they used to um, really get at Jay-Z about never really showing up to the BET Awards. And I did feel a way about that. I understand that. But at the same time, y'all got to conduct yourselves better so that it is something that people know they have to be there. You see what I'm saying? It's not so much like make them be there, but it's like, yo, I can't miss this. I'm such and such. I can't miss something this big. Like people aren't missing. Certain names aren't missing the Oscars. They're not missing the Grammys because of how big that the people involved have made it. And that's what has to happen. And so when you say all of that, right, I just think about it's kind of hard to build your own table when in that industry just because of the gatekeeping. Yeah. And then on top of that, think about some of the individuals that he's aligned with. Like, it would almost exclude him from that club. Well, that's what that's. Okay. So I'll tell you why I think that happens. And this is something that we've talked about in private. And this is something that I think needs to be talked about in public, too. We can't black stamp everything. Some things can just be black without having to tell people, hey, you should support it because it's black. Right. So instead of saying, yo, you should come to this plus it's black owned, just be black owned. I mean, yeah, just be black owned but, but what and, I'm saying and, is, and, and create that allure for people to come to you. Like, I just I feel like it would almost be like the Snoop and post food situation where you try to do something and then the powers that are above you do what they can to. Null and void that to can always be a you can you always be a, a anonymous donor to certain things. You can always say, "Hey, look, hey, check this out, Byron Allen. Look, you know, we we need to make the Image Awards huge. I don't need you giving me credibility in anything, but you let me know financially how I can contribute oh, a to this." Partner. Yeah, you I see what you. I'm saying? I hear what you're saying. There's so many ways to do it to where and and, and here's the thing with the Image Awards, it is a lot of African Americans that are involved with it. Other people can compete and they can show up and they can get invites and they can win awards, but it's just not going to be so one-sided like you're used to seeing everywhere else. I mean, on the same breath though, doing that like it's kind of crazy because of the status that comes with a Grammy. Right. Yeah. So then you say, okay, we do our own thing and we're over here and we're giving out this awards and this is how we're, and we're giving acknowledgement to certain people and with you, like, all right, yeah, that's cool. That's dope. Mm-hmm. They got one of those. Did they get a Grammy? Yeah. But, th- but while we're in a, while we're in a state of the culture where a lot of things don't hit the same, Grammys don't hit the same and Oscars don't hit the same like it used to. And that's because year after year after year, the game's being played. And then, who did it take for people to start speaking out and looking at it differently? Some of the biggest names that we don't understand why they didn't win that year or that specific award saying, you know what? This is BS. You know what? This isn't, I this isn't reading cool. Something that said that a lot of people were like, Beyonce had won so many Grammys that they were just looking to place their votes elsewhere to give somebody else a chance to win. Regardless of whether she deserved it or she was, or rather she, like, yeah, okay, she did X, Y, and Z, but she always went in. I'm going to go ahead and look to vote for somebody else. I remember the year that Kanye did win, and he said, this is honestly Lil Wayne's award. I My award was last year. This is his award. I mean... It, call the dude whatever you want to call the dude there's a lot of things in in the in, in this instance he was right and this is the thing that everybody is seeing at least if you guys are going to give awards whether it's the oscars whether it's the grammys at least be smart enough to say all right well, why 
Because we look at some people winning an award and it's like, man, I never even heard that song before. I never even seen that movie before. I didn't even see the commercial or advertising or marketing or anything. I didn't even hear it at the grocery store or Target or anywhere, but it was that big. I'm going to be real. I understand the level that Taylor Swift is on because I've seen this girl at certain points, whether it was in a commercial or whether it was here or whether it was there, but it'd be people that I've never heard of or ever seen and it's like they what? You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. But it when we talk when we have the conversation, we have the gatekeeping conversation, we have the conversation of understanding that there is a problem. What's the haters in high positions? <laughs> it's the problem. <laughs> but at the same time, my question, what is the what is the proper solution then? I don't even know because you're like, oh, well, if we get more people of our human position and I'll tell you like this, like, all right, let's talk about it closer to home for me. Okay. Dealing in sneakers, right? Yeah. I know a lot of individuals who are of the same hue as me who have finally got their foot in the door, who have access, who have made things happen, who aren't sharing that same love and opportunity for others. And I feel like it's crazy because you got into this position and it took you forever and you had to go through so go over so many hurdles. Right. Mm -hmm. And so now that you're in this position, a lot of times, you know how people feel? It took me so long to get here, so why should I just help somebody else out? And it's like, that's the type of mentality that messes us up because now you're in that position and you're operating just like the same people who held you back for so long. Or you're trying to be a false hero. Some people don't, some people want to be the hero in everybody else's story like they're the hero in their own story. In order to do that though, stop gatekeeping. No, 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 no. I said they want to be, not that they are. See, a wannabe is somebody that likes the, they want to give the perception. They like all the perks, but they don't really care about the work. And what I mean by that is it's like, I'm the first black sneaker company that can compete with Nike. But I want to be the only because I like the praise of what I'm doing, the charity I'm giving, the the opportunities and the knowledge I'm giving instead of saying, yeah, I'm, I'm on this level, but I need about six or seven other people like me that can create their own way so we can come together. What a lot of people don't know about what I brought up earlier when I was talking about the men that built this country, they were, a lot of them were connected too. Uh, a lot of them worked together and they, they well, did see, deals and, and, and businesses. It, and with, with the monopoly in place, it's not one person alone just over everything. No, mm -hmm. it's a team. Yep conglomerate type mm -hmm. right so you have multiple individuals with the same understanding with the same amount of power with the same pull and push mm -hmm. that are coming together to make something happen where it benefits all all of them and nobody else mm -hmm. and and what people got to pay attention to right um the average person you know it's funny we get on social media and we're t we, we talk our shit about um Android and iPhone, right? Android is better. Uh, iPhone is better or PC is better and Mac is better. But what you guys don't understand is um, at the time before his death, um, Steve Jobs and Bill Gates were cool. They were friends. Bro, they've even shared game yep. to help each other get They've helped better. each other financially. Yeah, It's not because see the whole thing about it. It's like, <laughs> it's not for them. It, it wasn't so much about competition mm -hmm. as it was about progressing. Yep. And they had an understanding because they spoke the same language. 
You know what I'm saying? It's just like well, a lot of people talk about Warren Buffett, you know, because how big he he is and and how he's made money. But he also had a boy who passed away, his 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 uh, partner who passed away, who was just as successful, Charlie Munger. The point is, is that if you notice the people higher up while you guys are trying to like gatekeep, the gatekeepers all share the same real estate. You see what I mean? And so while you're trying to crabs in a barrel, they're up there eating crab. Look at you guys being crabs in a barrel. Well, because the thing about it is like you're looking to keep people out who look like you because of what it took for you to get in and not understanding you need more people that look like you for you to not only be able to sustain, but also grow. And get bigger, do more, have more, be more. You Mm -hmm. need more people with the same understanding, with the same understanding of your struggle, Mm -hmm. your goals. Talk about it. And what it took to get into position and what it's going to take to stay in position. Yep. So building your own table is a lot more than just actually putting in the the work as far as in supplies. You also got to build... A network and you guys have to actually be a network you have to say i need you to go i can't help you but this brother over here can it's easier to build a table when you got somebody holding up the top so you can you know strengthen the legs yep more stability there you go i've heard the same concept with moving the couch it's easy when it's two people man you know what i'm saying think about when you got a third person to hold the door (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying Like you know what I mean Like I mean, Yeah <laughs> I thought about that Like man That's way easier Right Cause like now You can just make moves And get through And you have access Nah y'all wanna buy Door easier. stoppers Like <laughs> How stable are those <laughs> I've seen many doors Closing You know what I'm saying i Hey, whatever, man. But no, that's real, dude. I think like out of everything that we're talking about and in and, and all the different individuals and different topics, this all involves, you know, a disagreement with somebody being in position of power, not letting you in for no reason or giving you the illusion that they want to work with you, but finding every way to work against you. So how many times do we need to bump our heads or how many times do we need to sue somebody or argue with somebody to get a little bit? Cause when, when, the, when these people do settle out of court, that money is nothing to them. That money is not, it's an easy, pff, here you go. It's, I pay more. I pay more than what I gave you for a settlement than I do in, 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 I actually pay more than that donating. You know what I'm saying? So, how long is it going to take for y'all? And the reason why I say y'all is because I already operate like that. I already operate like that with my peers and the people around me. And I would like to expand that circle, but I have to do my homework and due diligence and make sure that the intentions and the integrity is really there. The bottom line and your mission statement is aligned with what I'm trying to do and where I'm trying to go 10, 15 years from now. 100%. You know what I'm saying? That's the only reason why it may take me a little bit longer. It takes the average, well, the majority of the people that we know and what we've seen longer because it's a different type of intention. It's a, I'm deliberately, I'm going to try to go around you and get worse service than what you can provide or worse information than what you can provide because I don't want to need you. And it's like, okay, go for it. The crazy thing is we need each other. Yeah. The best more than ever right now. Well, and the thing about it is like that's basically uh mutually beneficial relationships. Right. That's really what it is, right? 
Our relationship. Real business, by the way. That's yeah. real. That's real business, oh, guys. Where it's mutual between it both sides. Me, that's real business. It benefits you. It helps us both grow, progress. You feel me? Strengthen, sustain what it is we have going on. Right. And it's not about I need you because I could probably get it done somewhere else. Right. But I feel like in me dealing with you is going to be beneficial for me to a a, a bigger output you know what I'm saying like it's gonna it's gonna be more beneficial in the long run for me to deal with you and vice versa Uh because of the understanding because of possibly the mutual you know what I'm saying bottom line that we're both trying to you know what I'm saying things are aligned that we're not even aware of but if we continue to do business we'll start to come to the understanding of that and that will not only strengthen what we do but make things more beneficial and put us both in a position to make some things happen yeah. outside of what we already have losing going a on. boxing match is a lot more hurtful than losing a, a Super Bowl you know you're by yourself you understand <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah, by he yourself just, he only whooped your ass yeah but when you lose something as a team, you get to come back. You get to look at footage together. You get to figure out what we're going to do different, what moves we need to what moves we need to make, how much better we need to be, and you can uplift each other. When you lose by yourself, but also more uh, heads in the room to break things down, get different points of view, give different knowledge, insight, perception, help you gain a possibly influence, a all of that understanding than what you had when it's just you. After you get beat up, you're going to beat yourself up because now you got to try to go through everything. You're like, I could have did this. I could have did that. Mm-hmm. I should have did this. Maybe I should. And then a lot of times, all of the stuff you're beating yourself up about, it wasn't even any of them. Right. Right. Real talk, man. There's something completely different that somebody on the outside saw looking in that you can see from the inside looking out. Right. So, I mean, before we get out of here, my message is you, y'all, because I'm already practicing this. <laughs> All right. Y'all need to do a better job with working together and figuring out how you are going to build a sustainable table that multiple people can sit at. What's yours? What's my what? See? Message? Yeah, that's his message. You no need to message. listen to what he said earlier. I don't have that's a message. <laughs> like, I feel like everything was said. Like It's just like, and I mean, I understand mm-hmm. wanting to make an attempt to sit at somebody else's table based on the fact that it's already built. Right. Just because it's already built doesn't mean there's enough chairs. That's heavy. There you go. You can't eat here. There's nowhere for you to sit. Yep. Build your own table. Kitty table's uncomfortable. I mean, you build your own table then you can choose who sits down to eat, right? That's real talk. You might want to sit down to eat with some people that's going to pass the food. Just a little bit of game for y'all. And we got a lot more of this coming throughout the season. But we finna go ahead and get out of here. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, we thank you for tuning in to the Notion Podcast. Boss Talk, Dizzy D Spill. And Jelani, as always, I'm your host, Dizzy D Spill. Of course, with my co-host in the building. Jelani Evans. And until next time, peace. I made that sweater, by the way. Yeah, he did. By hand. Yep. Cutting soap. If you want to buy it, starting price is 5G. It's one up one.